What's up, everybody? This is Kyle Jetzel. Welcome to Dadgummit Autism Podcast. Today will be part two of a four-part series called How to Satisfy Your Wife in the Right Way. And no, I'm not talking about sex. In this episode, part two, I'll talk about how I was approaching the situation all wrong, how and why my wife had lost all faith in me, and how I came to realize I had lost all ability to influence her, and then how I discovered a secret that changed all of that for me, and it can change it for you too. So let's get started. So here's the question. How can we, as autism dads, be as successful at home with our families as we are in the rest of the world? How can we support our wives and families in a way that makes them feel happy and fulfilled so that we can feel happy and fulfilled too? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answers. My name is Kyle Jessel, and welcome to Dadgummit Autism Podcast. Welcome back. So far, we've covered some of the issues we were facing and all the stress it was causing in our family. So now I want to share with you some unique things I learned and cover a few details that no one else will even address. Why? Because it's generally not okay to talk about this stuff. But I'm not only going to talk about it, but also share what I did to fix some of the problems we were struggling with. I'll call them the three secrets that helped us turn the tide for our family and allowed us to get back the happiness that we were missing. Now, some of these things we're going to cover will sound counterintuitive at first, but if you stay with me, you'll find that most of what I'm going to talk about is going to be self-evident once you learn it all, and it will take some effort from you, Dad, but I'm guessing you're already putting in a lot of effort, so I'll just be asking you to change your approach and focus on a different kind of effort. Are you with me? So let's now start with secret number one. Secret number one is she didn't want me to fix it. She wanted me to work at it and help her find out it can be fixed and with the right training and tools and lead her in the right direction. So let me explain this. One of the things I really struggled with was this. I knew that if she just better manage her emotions when things went wrong, she'd find herself happier more consistently. I'd seen it and she'd done it. All women have done it at least once, right? Well, my wife, more than once or twice, when things would go wrong with our two oldest typical sons, she would get focused on staying calm and doing what was best for the kids and our family, and she'd be happy with her success. It would build her confidence. But when our kids on the spectrum came along, all that seemed to go out the window. Was it the amount of times it was happening? Was it the intensity? Was she just losing the ability to properly manage? I wasn't sure. But what I was sure of was that what I was trying to do to help wasn't helping. And my questioning her wasn't helping either. Turns out, my thoughts about the situation were sabotaging any chance I had to help her. During times of stress, I'd have thoughts like, she just won't listen to me. How can I help if she won't even listen? She never takes any advice I give, and I know it would help. She can't cope. Maybe she's nuts. She's past help. There's just too much baggage in her past to change. Or she's too emotional. Her emotions are making the situation worse. You may have even think some things like this yourself, but I'm guessing they're at least a bit like these things. But then I found some research that made me completely change my tune about how I viewed my wife and her struggles. Turns out there's this guy from Washington State University, a psychologist named John Gottman, that has tested over 1,500 couples that were early in their marriages. And after watching just 15 minutes of their simple interactions, he can with 95% accuracy, tell if they'll still be married in 15 years. Well, I wanted to stay married, and I'm hoping you do too. So I researched some more and discovered he could boil it all down to one word as to why those marriages didn't last. 
That word? Contempt. But not outward contempt, but an inward subconscious contempt for all those he had tested. So I looked up a definition and it said contempt is number one, the feeling that a person or a thing is beneath consideration, worthless, or deserving scorn. And number two, a disregard for something that should be taken into account. And some synonyms were harsh, disdain, disrespect, disregard, I'm sorry, disregard, scorn, sliding. Wow, it hit me like a ton of bricks when I then reviewed my thoughts about my wife. Remember those thoughts? Yeah, they weren't very good. She can't cope. Maybe she's nuts. She's past help. She's got too much baggage in her past to change. Or she's too emotional. Her emotions are making the situation worse. Now that's some serious subconscious contempt, huh? So the first thing I did was decide to rethink those thoughts into something that helped me learn to help her. I called it from frustration to fascination. Instead of getting frustrated when I see her struggling and start to turn on me, I decided to be fascinated by it. So instead of thinking she can't cope, maybe she's nuts or she's past help or she's got too much baggage in her past to change or even she's too emotional, her emotions are making the situation worse, I started to consider maybe she wants me to help but she doesn't know what to ask for. Or maybe she wants me to help, but she doesn't know what tools and strategies will work for her. Or maybe she wants me to help. She just doesn't believe that help even exists. And how can I help her find it? And not her, her emotions are a powerful force. She wants to learn how to use her emotions in the right way. How can I help her find that? And that put me to work looking for answers. And those answers led me down some pretty cool paths. The best path of all was now, when I'd come home and she was struggling, instead of thinking, oh great, this again, in my mind I'd think, I want to help her find the tools and answers. Then I'd just listen with that in mind. And later, as my wife would ask me, what you doing or what you thinking, I could reply with, I'm thinking about or looking for strategies and ways to help us help them. And as I found these things, she was excited and hopeful that I was at least trying. But just when I thought I was onto something, I was shot down. Check this out. I'll never forget the day I met Dustin in an autism forum, and this was before social media. And he shared with me a strategy that he had used that had solved a serious problem that we were struggling with. So like a good husband, I presented it to my wife to see what she thought. Well, before I could even finish, she angrily said, that won't work for us. Our kids are different. And basically, she shut it all down. I was kind of shocked. And it made me consider something I hadn't before. I considered, was there a chance she wouldn't listen to me no matter what I said? So I tried something. I wrote up the strategy just a little bit differently on a piece of paper and slipped it into an autism book I had on my shelf and waited until a few weeks later. And then again, I walked up to my wife. I opened the book in a way where she couldn't see what I was reading and read basically the same strategy I had shared with her before. And... She loved it. Will you do it with me, I asked. She said, absolutely, let's do it together so we're consistent with them. And that's when I realized I had lost the ability to influence her. New and different ideas couldn't come from me, no matter how great they were. Looking back now, I realize why. See, for years I had approached her from a contempt standpoint. I was approaching her as if I had lost faith in her ability, and she felt it. And then she had done the same with me. She had lost faith in me. 
When I had come home and not listened to her and not responded in a helpful manner and not supported her in the way she needed to be supported, she had assumed I was the problem. So here's the question. Could that be happening to you? Here's what was really cool. As I found and presented more resources to share with her, and as I implemented them myself, and she saw how I was handling things better, that's when there became a real change. Let me give you a few examples. One of the, one of the problems we had was this. We knew that when our kids melted down, when they were at their worst, is when they needed us to be at our best for them. But that was when it was the hardest, right? So we found a strategy that we implemented that taught us how to do that. And once I and my wife learned it could be done, she started to fully adopt it. Another problem we had was, was that neither of us came from perfect backgrounds. We had baggage. And sometimes that baggage would hold us back from thinking we were capable. So we found a strategy that we implemented that taught us how to overcome some of our past experiences. And once I and my wife learned how we could do that, we were able to better make decisions. And this hasn't just worked for us. Check out what Lauren had to say. Lauren said, if anyone is wondering if they can do this because Lord knows I made so many excuses for why this wouldn't work for me, you can. I've got my daughter on the spectrum who also has cerebral palsy and my almost 17 month old. I am a stay at home mom and my husband works long hours. So most of the time I am on my own. I am extremely high strung and it was a my way or the highway type of person. Can you say tension? I am one week into this program and we've had frustrations, but no meltdowns. My sweet girl who throws furniture, bites, hits, scratches, and headbutts has not hurt herself or anyone else. What? She went. We went from filling a prescription for a mood stabilizer to having no meltdowns. That's just crazy. This program works if you work it. And this happened in the first week for Lauren. Isn't that cool? It changed us and it started to change our self-worth, our confidence, and our level of happiness. But we were still missing one thing. And that's what we'll cover next in secret number two. Hey everybody, this is Kyle again. Really quick, I wanted to invite you to do something wonderful for your wife and family today. Today's the day to start. If you don't know what to do, maybe grab a free copy of our 118 Autism Strategies book. It's totally free and it'll give you some great ideas. So right now, pause the audio and go to thriveinchaos.net front slash free stuff and get your free copy. That's thriveinchaos.net front slash free stuff and get your copy today. Make today the day you start creating the kind of family we all want, a family that thrives. We'll see you next time.